Welcome to Aurora. My name is Tim Difford. Aurora is the podcast from Sopra Stereo's Horizon Scanning Team. And in this special edition, I'm here at Wired 2015 with my colleagues Richard Potter and Ben Gilbert. And we're going to share with you some of the exciting and interesting things we've seen from the world of Wired. Starting with Richard, what, what things have you seen that have been particularly interesting? Well, it's, it's Wired, isn't it? Wired is, is a fantastic mix of creativity and insight and inspiration. Uh, and it's the whole package, really, that really drives you forward. You've got talks ranging from quantum physics right the way through to uh, art installations involving lights and cranes around harbours. Um, but the thing I think particularly that excites me about this year is, is that they made a really big thing of their test lab. And in the evening in on, on, in between the two days, they have a, a really nice curated mix of great test lab examples that, that demonstrate, particularly this year, a lot of stuff on interfaces. And that's the thing that's really caught my idea, the, the ubiquity of experiences, as we would, we would call it, that we, you're looking at using virtual reality technology, you're looking at using augmented reality, and lots of motion sensing equipment as well for those, those non-touch touch experiences. A um, couple, uh, couple of projects in particular that really excited me is a great little project that is running out of the Wira incubator in London, which is called Give Vision, which is using something that looks very similar to a Google Glass, but actually overlaying it with audio as opposed to video. And that's for people with visual impairment so that they can look at products and it can read the products to them. And then the second thing I thought was, was, was really lovely was a demonstration of the Mayo wristband where you're using the muscles in your arms to interact with the controlling device of, of your equipment. Two, two great little demos that, that seem to pick this whole sort of u ubiquitous experience vibe really quite nicely. Brilliant. Okay, great. Um, ben, what's, what struck you as particularly exciting or interesting during the conference? Yeah, I mean, overall, it's been really a brilliant two days. So it's kind of various talks about kind of all sorts of things. You could barely put it into a category, but somehow has a flow between it. In between that, we've got all different sorts of musical acts, which they've also made some effort to kind of take the technology side on that as well. So uh, we originally, uh, yesterday, we had a, a guy called Jacob who um, had his Periscope feed going on throughout the whole thing. And you can see all these thousands of people throughout the world posting incredibly ridiculous comments on it. But, uh, brilliant to see nonetheless. And um, <clears throat> uh, my personal favorite bit, though, I think possibly brought on by the fact that I've been reading The Martian recently, is uh, we had a talk from a positron rocket scientist. It doesn't get much cooler than that. Uh, he, um, he's currently researching into the, kind of the, the potential future of space travel, um, where we've previously been using kind of solid rocket engines and being held back by the, the whole equation of how much energy can you put into it, it weighs too much, uh, that's going to determine just how quickly you can move. But by doing it in this way, the, the fuel goes from uh, you know, hundreds or thousands of tonnes to what he showed you know, a huge rocket could be put into the size of a penny. 
Um, so for one thing it means things can travel so incredibly quickly and um, he was saying that currently to travel to the nearest star system the uh, Proxima Centauri Alpha Centauri system takes 40,000 years roughly uh, would go down to 40 years so it could be done in our lifetimes but also they're trying to do this to make uh, space travel itself or putting things into space a lot cheaper so he's putting it into one of these shoebox satellites and that's I, th I think is where he thinks it's going to become quite big is that there's companies like Samsung who want to have a global wireless network which they can do so much more cheaply if we're putting it up on more inexpensive rockets because the price just isn't going down at the moment but um, yeah that that I thought was brilliant purely from my my geeky sense of loving to hear about kind of physics and space travel and um, so uh, I'd like to see that antimatter rocket system being coupled with um, that talk that we had from Helen Keane who's the stand-up scientist who was convincing us that NASA was an acronym developed from Nazis and sadomasochisms, <laughs> the NA, <laughs> Nazis and sadomasochisms. I mean, that is why that is best, isn't it? It's just this complete flip. We can go from quantum physics to the next thing to some stand-up comedian convincing us that we're, yeah. we're being taken over by some Nazi sadomasochists. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's the extremes and, and, and the contrast that I think actually bring it to life. And unsurprisingly, I suppose, we've, we've heard a lot of stuff about data and analytics but the nice thing about it it's about where it's going next and 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 it's often a subject that can be seen as a little bit clinical and cold but interestingly enough I, the things that struck me were a couple of things that dealt with the future of where that might go in terms of the emotion uh, around data and analytics there was a terrific alternative view on smart cities which people have been talking about for years and years and it was sort of saying well actually let's think about cities in a completely different way and and let's use data to try and map how we can navigate our way through them through in, in different ways. So it's not always about the fastest route or the most direct route. It might be the most beautiful route. And using data that based on people's, the way they've tagged posts around particular sites and scenes around a town and, and the things that they say about them, trying to therefore create a route that, that guides you past some of the more beautiful areas of a town. Um, or equally uh, through the smelliest areas of, of the town and that was quite funny we saw some really amusing photographs of people who are paid in certain parts of the world to go out and and uh, and, and smell uh, different parts of towns Conv and convincing us that our noses were big data devices weren't they yeah. <laughs> absolutely it's in interesting and we so we lots and lots of demos of um, virtual reality machines here at, uh, at wide lots of things including the oculus rift and similar versions of that which have been very very popular but the uh, the smell one we we, we sort of joke that that's that we, we're going to start up uh, something called oculus sniffed I think I think that's the that's the that's that's the future of data maybe but uh, yeah I think on the whole I think generally we all seem to be uh, feeling that it's the it's 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 the pace of the the program that's put together but it's the quality of the curation really that we've enjoyed and the fact that I, I suppose it does reflect the magazine in a sense but you've got that diversity and you do get that opportunity to find out things that you would never have come across in any other circumstances really so I guess for us we just need to sort of factor that into our own uh, thinking. Um, moving moving forward but 
but for now, Richard and Ben, thanks, thanks for your time. Um, and that's us from uh, Wired 2015. Back to the regular schedule of Aurora podcasts after this one. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I tweet at Tim Difford. Ben tweets at Ben underscore Innovate. And Richard tweets at Rich Potter underscore. But for now, this is Aurora. <laughs>